Alrighty, you guys ready for Wednesday night equip? Really? You guys ready for Wednesday night equip? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and take your Bibles out, your notebooks. We are on our second part of learning how to live an authentic life for Jesus Christ. We talked about what we need to do in order to get trained, equipped. Last week we talked about how much it takes us to commit, the energy, the time, the effort that it takes, that we are all called to be active participants of the team and that we are all made to be team players, not bench warmers, right? We don't want to be bench warmers because that's not who God created us to be. So with that, we're going to shift gears tonight. We're going to do a little bit of, okay, so we know what we need to do. Now we got to do it. And as I thought a lot about this, I've been praying. I asked the Lord to reveal what he needed to be said tonight, to go along with what was taught last week. And as we are learning together as the body of Christ and to become authentic followers of Christ, he really spoke to me about, do you understand the Holy Spirit? Do you really understand the power that I am freely giving you? That as the body of Christ and as saints, we haven't been tapping into that because a lot of times we want to take on life ourselves. And maybe we don't even realize that we're walking in our own strength. Have you ever felt trapped before? It's a very uncomfortable feeling. You can't breathe. You can't think. You just want out and you'll do anything to get out. I remember uh, growing up, you see, my dad is a fisherman. And so I'm not sure if you are familiar with fishermen. You know, they have their nets and their poles and they, they hold them in high regard, okay? Meaning they take good care of them because that is where food comes from. This is their, they, this, they, their passion. So they take care of it. So I always wondered why my dad kept his nets inside, locked up in a closet, One day, I was home alone, and our cat had just given birth about two weeks prior to that. And I could hear the cats crying, three little kittens crying, crying, crying. And I was like, oh, my goodness, i got to find the kittens. And so I started running through the house, trying to hear where the kittens were coming from. I finally found them. They were in my dad's closet, being strangled by a net. So, of course, I did what any logical person would do. I ran to grab scissors and cut them free. I know that only the fishermen understand what I'm talking about. So I just cut them free. And I was like, oh, I saved the kittens. So when my dad came home, and my dad being an animal lover, I was so proud. I thought he would be proud of me too. And I was like, Dad, guess what happened today? So I tell him the whole story. And he stood there, and he was like, you did what? I said, I cut them free. They're no longer trapped. Are you happy? He's like, uh, where'd you cut them from again? I said, well, there's this net. It was in your closet. And he ran to the closet, grabbed his net, and he opened it up. And literally, there was these big holes. Because when you cut here and there, and they're kind of like all 
I said, Dad, it's only a net. You got the lives of these kittens. Of course, he didn't find it too funny. And I told him, one day, one day, Dad, you'll look back at this and think it was funny. Right, Dad? No? No. I hate when we feel trapped. When you feel like you can't get out of something. And tonight, as we learn and as we begin to develop ears to hear the Holy Spirit, as we realize that the more we get into the Word, the more we we realize that the, uh, the Word is alive and we start to apply it to our lives, we get to say, no more. I, I don't need to be trapped anymore. I can move forward from this point. See, last week we talked about who wants to remain the same? No one. We don't want to remain the same. We want to keep on going forward. We want to keep on moving forward. We want to keep on growing. We want to be mature followers of Christ. And we cannot do that without being in the Word. Without knowing what the Word is talking about. And the Holy Spirit, if you allow Him... Okay, if you allow him to pour into your life, if you're allowed to depend on him rather than ourselves, you will be able to see the word come alive in more ways than you could ever imagine. In your workplace, in your marriages, in your homes, with your relationships, with your children, anywhere and everywhere you go, he goes with you. And you don't have to do it alone. Tonight, I want you to turn with me. We're going to read a passage out of the Bible. Let's go ahead and turn to Romans 6. See, as Christians, we are free. Yet, why is it that we still feel confined or spiritually fatigued? Like we just can't get out of the ruts we're in. That change seems difficult. See, in order for me to live out loud the freedom that I have been given in Christ, I must free myself. And a lot of times, that's all up here. We give in to the lies that the enemy is telling us. We give in to, well, there's no way you can serve because of what you did last night. Oh, there's no way that, I don't even know why you're even going to church because you're just going to do it again tomorrow. And we give in to the lies and we dig ourselves this rut and we just say, well, you know what? I'm just going to be satisfied right here. I said yes to Jesus. He knows my heart. I'm a sinner. I'm only human. So I'm just going to stay right here. If that's what you're satisfied with, then you will never experience the fullness And everything that God has in store for your life. All the purposes, all the dreams, all the intentions that God has for your life. Because you're satisfied with remaining the same. But if you want to be that authentic follower of Christ, then you have to make a choice. And it's going to come down to you choosing to step out of that comfortable place. Step out of those nets that are trying to bring you down. Stop believing what the enemy is telling you and say, "Uh uh-uh. I know that I have the power and the authority through Jesus Christ to overcome. Just like what we sang today during worship. We have overcome. He has overcome. 
I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. <clears throat> and I love this because it actually has a title before this. And the title is Sin's Power is Broken. So let's start. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we were joined with him in death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. We're going to stop right there. See, when we were baptized in Christ, when we said yes to Christ, we no longer need to live in the old. We have died to the old. We are a new creation in Christ. And in that new creation, we are given new life. Okay, Jesus went to the cross. He died and rose again. He defeated death. And when we were baptized with Christ, when we said yes, to Christ, we too no longer have to walk in our old ways. Continuing in verse 5, since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you should also consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you don't become that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching which has been given to you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all of this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living, so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. 
And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. I love the fact that we've been going through our devotions, talking about in Proverbs the wisdom that God has given us and, and showing us through Romans how we can to live an honest life. And here, I love how God uses his word to reveal in us that the power that we have when we said yes to Jesus. That is where the Holy Spirit comes in. We, why are we so satisfied with still sinning? Why is it that we have a mindset that it's okay to sin and I'll just ask for forgiveness tomorrow? Why is it that we live this life where we keep ourselves trapped and we just say, No, no, I'm good. I'm okay. You don't need to. No, I don't need to be. I'm okay right here. See... In order for us to really move forward, to mature, to bear good gifts, we need to realize and recognize the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to get downloaded. We need to say, enough of trying to do this on my own. I am no longer a slave to sin. Every single person who has said yes to Jesus, has that. You are no longer held captive by sin and you have a choice. We can choose to get bitter when somebody offends us. We can choose to hold grudges. We can choose to be not a good representation of Jesus Christ. We can choose to say, um, I can hold and have this bad attitude because I can justify it. We can choose all these things, but we can also choose... To say no. We can also choose to say, I don't need to be held as a slave anymore to my old ways. I don't need to justify, oh, well, that's how, you know, I've always dealt with. That's just how it is. I mean, my parents were like that. Their parents were like that. No. We don't have to be that way anymore. This past weekend, I got to experience our very first Camp Agape on the Big Island, which was amazing. Let me tell you, anytime that you bring together uh, a camp and it's just concentrated, the Holy Spirit is welcomed and everybody's purpose is for one goal, the movement of the Spirit and the lives touched. There were 28 children. Let me tell you, there was a word spoken that says, you know, these kids, I when you deal with kids, you hear a lot of unworthiness or, you know, that's just how it is. That's how my house is or that's just how it is. And they, they can justify it. And here you had these kids that felt, well, maybe I'm not as loved. Or I'm just not as fortunate as everybody else. And well, that's just how it is. And to see the love that surrounded them 
and that there was this broken. You don't have to live the same cycle. You don't have to repeat the same things that have done that went before. You don't have to. You have your own purpose. And to see that they were like, wow. And the Holy Spirit moved. It was chicken skin. Because you could see that they finally, they realized there was, they came to, just a look on their faces was, wait a minute, I, I'm worthy. I'm loved. There's people that really love me and that want the best for me. That there's a God that has a purpose and a plan for me. I mean, it is amazing. And we break this cycle. We break those bondages. The sin has no hold unless we choose to give it up. Unless we choose to give power over to the enemy. Because that's the only way the enemy will have control. Is if we give that up. Because when we were, we were baptized in Christ and we are with Jesus. When we received him. We no longer am slaves to that. We are a new creation in Christ and we get to walk in his spirit. And as we learn and as we develop, saints, listen, you cannot do it on your own strength. You will not succeed. And we want to be active team players. We don't want to just be satisfied with staying in the same place. We want to bear fruit. We want to be pruned by the Spirit. We want to be fertilized by the Spirit. We want to grow in the Spirit. We don't want to stay the same. In Ephesians 1.13, I'm going to read out of the message. I love the message. Straight to the point. 13 and 14. This is what it reads. It's in Christ that you... Once you heard the truth and believed it, the message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment on what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. This scripture in particular reminds me of when someone first gets engaged. You know that feeling of, of knowing that someone's committing to you. And that ring is like that salvation. You know, he goes down on one knee and he proposes and this is the promise. This is what the engagement is. He promises... You promise and you commit to each other that you were meant for each other. That we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. And we get to start preparing for a celebration, a wedding. I personally love weddings. I love when you get to come together and celebrate love. And see, that scripture is really what the Lord is saying is, I'm going to engage myself to you. When you said yes and you received the salvation of Jesus Christ, we were engaged with Christ. He's promising us. He's saying, look, here's the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm going to do. I've given you salvation because I promise to commit to you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I have this king's feast waiting for you. There is going to be a celebration of eternal life. There's a wedding happening. And we 
get to when we receive that, we can say, Holy Spirit, come. I don't want to do this on my own. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I want to prepare for this wedding. I want to be prepared. I don't know about you, but the second I got engaged, I went out and bought all the bride magazines. I went out and got started looking at, at flowers, and I was all excited. And we get to be excited. We should be excited, church. We should be excited to say, I have salvation, and in that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with my God, with my King who loves me unconditionally, who is faithful, who has committed himself to me, and who is preparing this wedding. And in that, we get to reflect Jesus Christ. Tonight, you can go ahead and close your Bibles and your notebooks. I'm going to ask Arnold to come up. One of the greatest gifts that God has given us is freedom of choice. We can choose to stay in the same place or we can choose to be set free. See, we've been given this free gift, but a lot of us haven't made that decision to move and move forward. Sometimes we move forward and then we find ourselves moving back because this is what we know. This is what we know. Sometimes when we get caught up and we're hit with a certain trial, we respond in our old way because that's what we know. I'm here to tell you that the more you get into the Word of God, the more you know how to move in the Spirit. The more you recognize the Father's voice. Tonight, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come to the altar. And what this is really signifying is that as we become followers of Christ, as we become authentic reflections of his son, we can tell the flesh where the flesh belongs. And so I'm going to ask that if tonight you want to say, you know what, fill me. There has to be a fulfillment of the Holy Spirit. There are things that we keep hidden Things that we try to even hide from God. Dark places. Tonight, if you want to, you please stand. We're going to ask the whole congregation to stand, actually. Why don't we stand together? Because we want to stand in agreement that even if where you're at, you can be filled by the Holy Spirit. But it's moving and taking an actual step. It's telling your flesh to get behind me. Because the flesh wants to stay in the same place. The flesh wants to be where it's comfortable at. And it takes a lot. Even in church, it takes a lot to step out of your seat and say, I need help. I'll be the first one to step up and say, I can't do this on my own. I don't want to do this on my own. And it's not going to be a one-on-one prayer time. All I want you to do is come forward. And stand at the altar. And you're just going to receive his fulfilling spirit. Just come. And I have asked certain pastors and prayer warriors. And they're just going to come through. And they're going to touch you and anoint you with oil. As in agreement to what the Lord is doing in your life. 
what he will do in your life. That you no longer have to stay the same. Just come. Everybody needs the spirit. We don't need to do this anymore on our own. And we want to be authentic reflections of you, Lord. So just close your eyes and just hear his voice. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to hear the Father's voice. He enables us to sense God's nudging when in certain directions. He brings things to mind and prompts us when to pray. When we take action and let God fill us every crack deep down into the parts that we have kept hidden. Empty yourself and let God consume you. You are set free from sin, no longer slaves to it. It's time to live. You'll be able to recognize the traps the enemy has set before you and avoid them. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. Father, we surrender to you. We ask that you come and fill us tonight. Give us what we need to live out loud your word. We choose to live an authentic life so others may see your goodness and give you glory. Here we are, O Lord, imprinted by your seal of grace. And sometimes it's hard for us to see your imprint of love on our lives. Open our eyes, Lord, to new dimensions of your power in us. Fire of the Holy Spirit, fall on us and consume what is not of you inside of our hearts. Jesus, we surrender all of our life to you. We hold nothing back. Let your sovereign plan be fully expressed in our lives. We are your vessels. Strengthen us. Equip us, empower us, encourage us, fill us today, fill us tonight, fill us tomorrow, fill us the day after that. Continue to consume us, Father. The truth is the word of God and your truth has set us free. We are no longer prisoners to sin. Power of sin has no authority over us and we choose to walk in your freedom. We choose to be obedient to your word. We choose to step out of the comfort of sin. And we turn away and we recognize your voice through your word. Your authentic, living, truthful, faithful word. And Lord, that that 
may just be poured into us every day as we read, every day as we walk, every day as we apply and live out loud your truth. May we be strengthened by your spirit and we remind the flesh where it belongs. And then may our spirit be connected with your spirit. May we be strengthened tonight. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for your vision, your purpose, your hope, your love. We break the bondages of sin. The lies that the enemy has been telling us for years. We break those things. And instead, we speak life. We speak godly power. We speak truth. We speak goodness, faithfulness, love, joy, peace, understanding. May we be fruitful. May we bear good fruit and be mighty saints. May this body of Christ penetrate every darkness. May your light shine into the deep, dark areas. Reveal to us. Give us the strength to overcome because you have overcome. We have died and we have risen again in you. We have been baptized in your son, Jesus Christ, and we walk in his spirit. And we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for the healing. We claim those things in the name of Jesus. Power into our marriages. Power into our our relationship with our children. Restoration. Forgiveness. We ask, Father, that the cycles be broken. And it stops here. And we walk by faith, knowing that you are a faithful God preparing eternity because you love us that much. We thank you. We praise you. And all the saints say, Amen. Amen.